This is going to be one of the bigger scandals in league history. Well, like, clearly he was fucking annihilated. From the SBFFL headquarters in Los Angeles, it's Serial, an investigation into Saturday night's trade. I'm the commissioner. For the last 24 hours, I've spent every working minute trying to figure out what happened in a bar one night in New Jersey. Or if you want to get technical about it, and apparently I do, what happened at one in the morning at Brother Jimmy's in New Brunswick Saturday night? This search sometimes feels undignified on my part. I've had to ask about league members' sex lives. Where? How often? With whom? About things they've Googled on their work computers. About their drug habits. Their relationships with their parents. And I'm not a detective or a private investigator. I'm not even a crime reporter. But yes, for the last 24 hours, I've tried to figure out the alibi of a 28-year-old Iranian man. Before I get into why I've been doing this, I just want to point out something I'd never really thought about before I started working on this story. And that is, it's really hard to account for your time when you're blackout drunk. In a detailed way, I mean. What type of liquor were those shots you took, for example? Tequila? Vodka? Whiskey? What brand? Are you sure? Who paid for the drinks? Did you notice anyone gagging a little after taking them? Who did you talk to? The entire night, name every person you talked to. It's hard. Now imagine you have to account for a night that happened over the course of dozens of alcoholic beverages. Because that's the situation in the story I'm working on in which a bunch of league members had to recall what happened Saturday night. And everyone was blackout drunk. So they had to do it without the benefit of a clear head or adequate hydration or good diet and exercise. If you don't know by now, on Saturday night, Juan Perdomo executed a trade with the Kevins, sending Rob Gronkowski and Wendell Smallwood in exchange for Vincent Jackson and Charles Clay. Immediately, rash allegations of foul play arose from all sides. The commissioner received a multitude of text messages, tweets, Snapchats, and Voxers regarding the accepted trade. SBFFL News and Rumors blog, Life of Grimes, reports that a newborn baby in South Carolina fell tragically from its mother's womb directly onto the floor because resident Dr. James Ryan was so busy sending hate messages to the commissioner that he forgot to catch the baby. Clearly, this story was too big to ignore. First things first, I solicited a statement from Kevin and Kevin. They were being accused of everything from petty larceny to grand theft puerto. I figured it was only right to allow them an opportunity to defend themselves and explain their actions on Saturday night. This is the official statement from Team Kata. Kata! Regarding the trade on October 9th. The Kevin's franchise is happy to welcome Wayne Smallwood to the team. What? Oh, it's Wendell? Okay, the Kevin's franchise is happy to welcome Wendell Smallwood to the team. We are upset to part ways with two-year Kevin's player, Charles Clay, and stud future Hall of Fame wide receiver, Vincent Jackson. 
in order to balance the roster, the Kevins have also acquired Bobby Gronowski. Not sure where he fits into the roster just yet, but the Kevins are proud to have him regardless of the fact that he's Polish. The commissioners asked Team Kata, Kata, to issue an explanation for the trade. However, you wouldn't ever ask a magician to reveal his tricks. So the Team Carta can't be expected to give away their expert negotiation tactics. We feel that this was a no-brainer trade from our perspective. And instead of wasting time explaining our negotiation tactics... This is where things start to go off the rails. We'd like to take this time in a public forum to discuss the dangers of addiction. All of us are affected by someone who's addicted to something. Let's say, hypothetically, chewing tobacco and tequila. An addiction, or being deprived from your substance, can make you do crazy things. I'm not talking about blowjobs in the bathroom. I'm talking about giving away your hopes and dreams and franchise player. The sad part is addicts are supposed to be able to rely on their friends, especially when their friends worked in an organization who prides themselves on a slogan, no man left behind. I digress because the point is when an addict is left behind by his two closest friends, he becomes desperate. And when the commish anoints unnecessarily, I might add, one of the Kevins, the league's biggest scumbag, he may take it personally. And he may feel the need to live up to that reputation since no one really disagrees with the commish. That's a bad combination. The Kevins take it exceptionally personal after they nominated the commissioner for Pizza Hut Commissioner of the Year with a strongly worded letter to ESPN.com. And the Kevins are happy to announce that the commissioner has made it through the first round of screening and is now a finalist for Commissioner of the Year, which means free pizza for everyone. Also, in a classic misdirection effort, the Kevins would also like to congratulate the commish and his manicurist on a big win this week, which really, really helps our franchise. Anyway, I think the point is, the Coast Guard should do a better job of screening their candidates. Finally, the Kevins would like to admit some wrongdoing and throw themselves at the mercy of the league. Post-trade, on the early morning of October 9th, the Kevins did pay for another league member's Uber home. Said Uber had no impact on the acquisition earlier in the night, and the Kevins are willing to pay a $20 fine, which is equivalent to the Uber 277 Pear Tree Lane that was paid for for the other league member. We do, however, ask the league's forgiveness and, and sympathy as we did not beat the hell out of said league member as he repeatedly did not spit into his spit cup and instead spit on my carpet. Once again, 
this ride had no impact on the trade or Juan's obsession with Vincent Jackson. We consider ourselves an honorable franchise and would like to continue to be one in the league. We wish you all the best of luck for the rest of the season. And to those who are upset about the trade, just remember, pain heals, chicks dig scars, and glory lasts forever. I'll be honest with you. I was a little surprised by Kevin Airy's testimony. What could he be referring to with all this talk of addiction? It feels as though there is more to this story. There's no way that this trade could have been influenced by a free Uber ride, right? Kevin Airy may or may not be the biggest scumbag in the league, but even he wouldn't stoop so low, right? If I'm going to get to the bottom of this story, I'm going to need a lot more information. It was time to bring in another source. Who better than the commissioner's closest confidant, his brother, and universally respected league member, Bob Flesta. The following clips are a sampling of conversations had between Dave Mariano and Bob Flesta after the events that transpired at Brother Jimmy's. I would love to be on the next podcast to discuss the shit show that is going to take place tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I left the bar and left me and Jared left Juan at the bar with Namju, Ari, Dello, and um, and Vanish. And it looks like Juan is blacked out and traded Gronk to <laughs> to Namju and Ari for literally nothing. Garrett is going to be furious. Yeah, we need a first-hand account of how this happened. Our group message is going bonkers right now. I just called it out for being absolute horseshit. It's Gronk and Wendell Smallwood for Charles Clay and Vincent Jackson. What what year are we in? What is happening? Oh, yeah. I um, I texted Namju instantly, and I just texted him. I was like, dirty move, pulling that on Juan. Like, I respect it. He's fucking blacked out. But literally, he is obliterated, and they just completely abused him. I literally made a new Photoshop. Garrett asked me for a Gronk Photoshop five hours ago, and now Juan just traded him away. Namju, when I texted him and called him and Ari out, his defense was, I'm from the Middle East, that's how we do, and he's an American military, so he can't say shit about it, because you'd be a terrorist to say he made a bad move. Yeah, that's the exact defense he gave in the group chat as well, but, oh my god, that is, it, it's, we need league vote, veto, I know the email just got sent out, this is absurd. <laughs> Has Garrett found out about it yet, or is he going to wake up to this? He's most likely waking up to the text I sent him that says, I'm sorry, I left Juan at the bar by himself. And yes, this has to be vetoed. Gronk hasn't played a game yet. It's just Juan drunk as shit. He just traded a $30 player for fucking Clay Charles. Like, I will go on record. Juan was no less than a 14 out of 10. He was absolutely obliterated. I think this is great for you, too. You've been pushing the areas of dirtbag behind the scenes movement all season. This is your defining moment to prove that areas of dirtbag taking advantage of drunk kids. Drunk soldiers at that. He's repping the Coast Guard and Aries taking advantage of him. I mean, I'm pretty sure Garrett is furious. I literally, their team name right now is Make America Gronk Again. Literally, I gave him that logo, like not even 12 hours ago, and he said he was going to be using it like the rest of the year. This is going to be one of the bigger scandals in league history. And Well, the only real sources are Vinish, um, Mario, and Mike Sobers, because, well, and Della, because you can't trust either Kevins. 
me and Jared left before the trade. Like I was literally pulling in up to my house and Jared texted me. He's like, oh my God, this trade is ridiculous. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then that's when I found out. I can't imagine it's going well. And Juan was just absolutely blasted. That's a ton of sources. I mean, we can get you and Jared early on to see what the mood was like. And then, like you said, we have Dello. And then we'll still talk to the Kevins and Juan. We could get Garrett to see if he was at all consulted, which obviously not. I mean, there's a ton of sources. Mario, Vinish, that's a lot of a lot of cross-referencing the story we can go with. No, Garrett definitely had no idea. After I found out about the trade, I texted him apologizing for leaving Juan alone at the bar. And then he texted me this morning at like 7 asking if it was a joke. And I was like, no. Did they already start discussing the trade while you were there? Like, did the Kevins initiate it? How did, were you there when that started or was that afterwards? No, literally like, so first off, fuck Dello. We're talking to him, like they're letting us know, like all them are out and like they're going to go to Bro J's. So we go there and then I text Dello. We end up drinking there, me, Jared and Juan. And then the group of them all being at Brother Jimmy's for an hour without us knowing we're both there because Dello wasn't answering my text. But regardless, so then Juan runs into a couple of friends from school and me and Jared, when we find out they're there, go and start chilling with them. But Juan is just hanging out with his school friends the whole time, hasn't come over and said a word. And then we hang out for like an hour and a half, two hours or so. And then me and Jared are leaving at like 1230 because we thought everything was like, they made it seem like they were leaving the bar or just leaving. So we were just like, fuck it, we're heading out. And then as we were leaving, Juan was walking over to talk to them. So like there was literally no interaction with Juan before we got there. Or I mean, before we left, Juan was just off to the side the entire time. And then as me and Jared were walking away, Juan walks over and starts talking to him and gets raped within probably a half hour. Well, like, clearly he was fucking annihilated because he didn't even trade for starters. He, both of them. Like, Vincent Jackson doesn't have 20 points on the season. Or he might... Uh, actually, I don't think he has 20 points on the season. And Charles Clay doesn't have 20 points on the season either. For, like, Gronk. Oh, my God. This is an absolute travesty. I can almost guarantee that if I had to put money on how it went down, Juan walks over, starts talking to him. Someone makes a joke about how Gronk hasn't played yet, and Juan just says, please, somebody, take him. I'll, like, anybody, I'll trade you him. And then that's how the trade went down, because that's probably how drunk he was. To be honest, besides Ari, the person I'm most upset with is Mario. If anything, I would have thought Mario had enough integrity to shut something like that down, but I guess not. He may have the integrity, but do you think he has the clout to overtake the drunken drunken Kevins and Namju to sway that trade? That's very true. After that Cubs win, Namju was pretty much feeling invincible. He was all types of pumped up at the bar. I mean, just tell me when you want to do it and give me a call and I'll just, you can record it for five, ten minutes. I'll go over it. I'll even add the part at two in the morning when I had to make sure Juan got back because today was like his official sign-in day for the fucking Coast Guard. So uh, when I got the call at 2 a.m., I had to make sure they helped him get home so he could get get everything together. Wow, that's a lot to digest. Dave's first-hand account of the events that led up to the trade were eye-opening, but I needed to hear from someone who was actually there when the deal went down. Luckily, the commissioner's partner, Christian Dello, was in attendance. Unluckily, Dello could not be reached for comment during the investigation and failed to save any of his drunken Snapchats from the night in question. 
When pushed for an explanation why he could not contribute a testimonial, he said, quote, not going to happen. I'm leaving soon to eat lunch slash dinner for my mom's birthday, unquote. Now, I'm not usually a conspiracy theorist, but either Koreans celebrate birthdays by eating 12-hour meals in underground bunkers devoid of cell service, or Della was hiding something from me, his partner. I would have to go to another source who was on the scene. Tall guy extraordinaire, the man known as Kung Fu Chanda, Papa Chanda, and the People's Chanda, Phoenician Chanda. Brother Jimmy's was a site that this went down. We all know what this is. This is where the League thinks the Cottas screwed Juan and Garrett. I don't even know their team name. Anyway, that's irrelevant. But Gronkowski, point of emphasis. How did they get him? I don't know. Must be the greatest negotiations in South Brunswick history. All of a sudden, I get an email saying trade accepted. I thought it was a joke, but clearly it wasn't. Juan felt the need to part ways with Gronk. The guy hasn't been healthy for four weeks. Can't blame him. Vincent Jackson, he may be washed up, but guy's a number one wide receiver down in Tampa. If this trade goes through, I, I think both sides will benefit. But, you know, some things could have been done, and, and you know, unless Juan or the Cotas get get through and tell the te- to league what actually happened, no one will ever know. But I commend the Cotas and Juan, not Garrett, Juan, because what happened last night clearly didn't stay in Brother Jimmy's. It set a league-wide bounty for Juan's head. So let the trade stand. That's all we can say here. Something isn't right here. After Dave and Bob's conversation, I was sure that something was amiss. However, Venetia's testimony runs completely contradictory to it. Someone is lying to me. Someone isn't being truthful. I need to hear more about this night. Dave called Mario's credibility into question, but hopefully he can provide some sorely needed insight into how this trade actually went down. Mish, this is Mario's official statement in regards to hashtag Gronkgate. I'm sure you have plenty of burning questions. For instance, was a quarter of the league's members present for part of this negotiation? Was Juan in full and complete control of his own body? Did Dave Mariano come into the bar, middle fingers blazing? Or maybe it's simply, did Juan Perdomo even have his phone when this deal was proposed or accepted? Well, I'm not going to answer any of those questions. There are two things that we can be certain of, though. One is that the trade was not executed based on the negotiations that were brought to the table. And the second thing, that the Venetia's favorite team of this league would have easily been Carta if the trade did go through. Thanks for nothing, Mario. You somehow managed to waste 50 good seconds of our time and as a result of our lives. 
By the powers vested in me as commissioner, I hereby fine you $3 for a complete and utter failure to contribute anything meaningful to this investigation whatsoever. By now, I realize that in order to do my proper due diligence, I must get in contact with Juan's partner, Garrett Santoro. Garrett and Juan were not together on the night in question, however they have loudly and proudly professed how well they operate as partners. It's time to hear Garrett's side of the story and see if he knew what Juan's intentions were when he went to the bar that night. You know what I was doing on October 8th when all this was going down? When my partner Juan got statutory trade raped? I was asleep. No idea what was going on. I wake up to text messages from Dave, from Jared and yourself asking, did I know what was going on? Was I involved with this trade? No. Fuck that. If I know one thing about Juan is that Juan would not get rid of Rob Gronkowski. It doesn't matter how drunk the kid gets, there's one thing that is always true. He loves Rob Gronkowski. He would do him in the butt if he could, just like I would. Rob Gronkowski is our fucking boy, and there's no way that this happened without some foul play going on. And I wouldn't put it past the Kevins to do that. Kevin Ayers is a shady fucker. Shady fucker. Made a baseball team without even trying out one year. Yeah, uh, he's got some he's got some magical powers or something, but there's no way that this trade doesn't have some kind of foul play behind it and quite honestly I don't think that this should go through. I mean if, even if they were there that night, too, I don't know if they were there with him at the bar. But uh, there's definitely some collusion going on or something because this is just completely wrong. And I had absolutely no idea that this was going down. And quite honestly, if, if this was initiated by Juan, I'm very disappointed in my partner because I know that he and I are both on the same page with the amount of love that we throw towards Rob Gronkowski. Garrett provides a convincing alibi that he had no knowledge of Juan's intentions. But without a key witness, I have trouble believing Garrett's story. It's so rare for Garrett and Juan to be on a different page. They're tighter than titties in a sports bra. These two just get each other. I have a hard time believing that Juan would intentionally sabotage this team or this partnership. He simply cares too much about Garrett. Is it possible that Juan truly believes that this trade was in the best interest of his franchise? At this point, I was beginning to panic. If I could not find someone to corroborate Dave's theory on how the trade in question went down, I would have no choice but to let it stand. Thankfully, I had one final lead. One final league member who could provide a first-hand account of what happened to Brother Jimmy's. He's a new guy, but he's got an immaculate record. Some guys don't trust an immaculate record. I do. I have an immaculate record. So let's see what Jared Kling has to bring to the table. All right, we've been summoned here to give our testimony of the trade debacle that took place last night at Brother Jimmy's. Now to make sure my testimony is factually accurate, I have my military-grade notebook where I kept all my notes of the events that took place last night. So I'm going to read it to you, and you can make the judgment on what, what's going to go down. 9 p.m., Juan Perdomo, a.k.a. JPJ, a.k.a. the Puerto Rican kid, 
a.k.a. Benny DeGuanos, a.k.a. Papa, your rise of Brother Jimmy's, three rum and cokes deep already. 9.30 to 11 p.m. Ronald McDonald has another Baker's Dozen rum and cokes. 11.15, Vanish Manchanda, a.k.a. The Vindian in the Cupboard. Mario, I'm no Italian bricklayer, be Felice. Kevin Namju, a.k.a. Young Cubby. Christian Melodello and Kevin Airy, the league sweetheart, arrive at Brother Jimmy's. 11 to 12 o'clock, the funk Dr. Spock, known as Dave Mariano, and I make repeated runs across the bar to get Don Juan to join the group that is the SBFFL at the bar. 12 o'clock p.m., me and Doc's Uber arrive. When asked would Juan like to join us in leaving, he replies, quote, I'm sound as a pound, you bitch, and that he was staying. 1 a.m., the trade goes through. You be the judge. Jared's testimony was the strongest evidence yet that this trade may have been executed under false pretenses. He may not have been there to see the confirming handshake. However, his time-stamped explanation of events corroborated everything Dave Mariano told me earlier. Sometimes a commissioner just has to go with his gut. Sometimes he has to make a judgment call, a character call, a moral call. As it turns out, the trading question violated multiple league rules and safeguards that ensure fairness and are in place to prevent a situation like this from ever occurring. One, Garrett Santoro had no prior knowledge of the trade, therefore he has final approval of the deal before the commissioner issues the final judgment. That safeguard was put in place after Maddow's infamous Tom Brady for Eli Manning debacle of years past. Two, the commissioner has it on good information that this was not a simple two-for-two two trade. In actuality, it was a two-for-two two plus two. What is the plus two, you ask? Two cans of Skull. And finally, it comes full circle. The Kevins preyed on Juan Perdomo's addiction to the sweet, stickly high of chewing tobacco and convert, coerced him into making a lopsided trade. For these reasons, the commissioner's office has no choice but to veto the trade in question. In addition, multiple fines are in order. Kevin Namju, you have been charged and convicted of one count of trade rape, one count of swindling, one count of fondling, and one count of tomfoolery. $5 fine. Juan Perdomo, you have been charged and convicted of 15 counts of public drunkenness, 10 counts of lewd and or offensive gestures in public, one count of being trade raped, and one count of trading behind your partner's back. $10 fine and one mandatory league apology letter to be posted on the league site. Kevin Airy, you have been charged and convicted of two counts of bribery in the form of a banned substance. $2 fine. Christian Dello, you've been charged and convicted of one count of failing to jump in this bidding war and represent our franchise. $0 fine, but I will be revoking your lineup adjusting privileges indefinitely. If there is an opportunity to trade rape somebody and you're in attendance, we need to be involved in the negotiating process for Christ's sake. Dave Mariano and Jared Kling, you have both been charged and convicted of one count of abandonment, one count of canoodling, 
and one count of reckless endangerment in the form of unleashing a blackout drunk Puerto Rican man upon society. $2 fine each. The aforementioned Mario DeFelice fine will be increased from $3 to $4. Because I said so. So there you have it. For the last 24 hours, I've spent every working minute trying to figure out what happened in a bar one night in New Jersey. What happened at 1 in the morning at Brother Jimmy's in New Brunswick on that fateful Saturday night. It's time to close the book on this investigation and move on from an event that will undoubtedly shine as a black eye of the, on the SPFFL's face for years to come. This is going to be one of the bigger scandals in league history. Well, like, clearly he was fucking annihilated. From the SBFFL headquarters in Los Angeles, it's Serial, an investigation into Saturday night's trade. I'm the commissioner. <laughs>